Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, put your hands together for your Thank you all, you're so kind. Thank you, thank you, so generous. I respect it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How's everyone doing today? Y'all doing good? Y'all doing good? That's good to hear. Um, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Almighty Show. I'm your host, Khalil Green. And if you realize for everyone who's actually been outside, it's started to be the end of summer. Like you can feel it in the air. You can feel it in the weather. You know, it's not as humid anymore. August, man, that heat gets very disrespectful. <laughs> but we can start to feel that, you know, the summer is starting to become more fall weather you know what i'm saying it's a little more crisp outside um just like how the the summer is coming to a close you could basically say the same for sports in general i mean we still have baseball coming i mean coming to an end for the regular season and the start of the postseason actually along with that we have the nfl season starting up which is actually very exciting goodness gracious yes give it a round of applause Football is back, baby. <laughs> Same with the NBA. I know we had some um, preseason games happen a couple weeks ago, and you know, not too much buzz been going on besides the whole Ben Simmons situation. We'll get to that later, but you know, sports. My favorite, my two favorite sports are coming back, and I'm actually very excited for that. Sticking back with um, football. What about that week one? That week one. That was an amazing way to start the season, if we're being honest. I mean, we had the uh, the Bucks-Cowboys game. We had the Vikings-Bengals game was actually very, very exciting. Uh, I think it went down to OT, if I'm correct. OT, or it was like down to the last field goal. But we had the Vikings-Bengals game. We had the Browns-The Chiefs game. Who else did we have? The Steelers and the, the Bills had an exciting game. And to cap it all off, we had the Ravens versus the Raiders. And if you're any ordinary football fan like I am, like I claim to be, then this should show a lot of promise for this year in general. I mean, besides the storyline, I mean, we have Pat Mahomes trying to have his revenge tour. We have Brady continuing to be goaded. When is he going to fall off? The world may never know. You have the Tennessee Titans looking like a whole super team out here. Uh, the Ravens just went through a whole bunch of injuries right before the first game. And I might have uh, chuckled a tad bit, but it's not funny. Believe me, it is not funny that they going through all these injuries. I mean, imagine that. You know, you're getting ready for the season. You're going for a Super Bowl or bust season. And uh, like four of your players get injured within the same week. Two of them within the same practice, I believe, with Marcus Peters and um, Gus Edwards, the running back. Man, that is just very, very crazy. And it's even more messed up because I had the Ravens defense in my fantasy team. So I got to look for a new team to have as my defense because I can't risk it, man. I can't risk it, especially with how 
it all capped off. You know, like I said, week one capped off with the Ravens versus the Raiders. And a lot of people have been saying it's a classic game. It's been, you know, the Ravens damn near choked. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to be honest. But I can't even really fault them for it. You know, they don't even have the best, their best potential lineup out there. You know, they got injuries all over the position chart. So we can just chunk it up to that if you want. And it's week one, so, you know, you can't really take every single team seriously. But one thing I can say, you know, with how that whole game played out, it was, like people said, it was exciting, especially with the way that things ended, you know. To start it all off, though, with the Bucks and the Cowboys game, first and foremost, that game started off amazing. Like, both teams were firing. Uh, it seemed like Dak couldn't be stopped. Well, he couldn't be stopped unless he was throwing it to C.D. Lamb, who missed, like, the first four targets, man. That was kind of upsetting. I mean, I have C.D. on my um, team, too, but we're not going to get into that. <laughs> you know, we have Dak firing off. He looked like he was unstoppable. He's back to his old self if he even fell off. I mean, you know how people are after injuries. But it's good to see Dak still being elite like he used to be and getting the flowers that, he get, that he's getting right now because... Well deserved, well deserved. But you got Dak firing off, Brady being Brady, Antonio Brown lighting the uh, Cowboys up. It was just, it was just a shootout for real, for real, from both sides. Uh, both quarterbacks threw over like 300 yards. I think Dak had 400. Tom Brady had four touchdowns and like two interceptions. But to be honest, the two interceptions wasn't for real his fault. I mean, one of them, I feel like. The first interception, I believe that was the one that slipped out of dude's hands. It hit bro in his hands, and he just tipped it up, and the other team ended up catching it. So I don't even think that Brady should even be considered to have two interceptions in this game, even though that's what the stat sheet looked like. It just goes to show stats don't tell the full story. But it was nice seeing that the Cowboys actually playing like how Dallas Cowboys fans think they can play. <laughs> Because, you know, every season, there's a Dallas Cowboys fan saying they're going all the way to, to the Super Bowl. You, you got to take it with a grain of salt at this point. They don't really threaten me. <laughs> For real, they don't threaten my peace. Um, it's good seeing that the Cowboys were actually playing very, very well. And, you know, they were firing off on all cylinders. For uh, a whole the whole game, basically, um, they just couldn't stop Brady. Brady is just way too smart, man. I'm sorry. Brady's gonna make any defense look look kind of bad, you know, look worse than what they really are. And from what Cowboys showed me from the first uh, week, they have some promise. Uh, that's what I can say. I'm not gonna say they Super Bowl bound or whatever, but they are showing some promise, which is pretty good. That's pretty good to see. Um, it was amazing seeing Brady hit his signature comeback <laughs> in the first week. Like, who would have thought the start of the NFL season would, you know, be a Brady comeback? Like, he's goaded. I'm sorry. There's no other way around it. Brady is goaded, and he's been goaded for a decent time now. <laughs> but along also with uh, the first week, we had the Cardinals versus the Titans. And to be honest, I expected the Titans to win. I First and foremost, I expect the Titans to be pretty darn good this season. I mean, the pickup of Julio along with A.J. Brown, you know, being as another wide receiver to go to. 
Ryan Tannehill has all the options he needs, especially with King Henry, <laughs> Derrick Henry, the Superman of the Titans. I feel like t Ryan Tannehill has all the, the weapons available. It's just a matter of execution at this point. So it's going to be pretty exciting seeing, you know, what the Titans got in store this, this week. I mean, this uh, year. Ugh. But I don't expect them to just... I didn't expect them to come off firing, you know. Teams like that has to take time. You know, you have to get the chemistry together. You know, we've seen it all throughout history. We've seen it with, you know, LeBron in Miami. We've seen it with, you know, <clears throat> Brooklyn. We've seen it with, I can't even say Golden State because, man, they just, <laughs> they came out firing every single year they played together. It was ridiculous. But enough basketball for now. The Cardinals and the Titans. I was, I didn't expect the Titans to win by a lot, but I thought they was going to win this game, to be honest. But it was pretty good seeing that the Cardinals are showing up. They, in my eyes, are the dark horse for the Super Bowl. I mean, D Hop and Kyler Murray, they have been putting in their work, you know, respectfully. And it's, in due time, they're going to blow up. And people are going to start recognizing how amazing that duo is. I just want to say I, I told you all. I just want to say I told y'all first when they start popping off. But the Cardinals, they were just shutting down the Titans. I mean, it was nothing that Tennessee could really do for real at that point because um, what's the player name? What's the player name? Chandler Jones with five sacks in one game five sacks five of them things three of them from the first quarter alone which is pretty oh my goodness that's i don't even think i could do that in madden <laughs> three sacks by itself in the first quarter just terrorizing the, the titans it was nothing they could do for real for real and you know d hop kyler murray doing their thing thizzle they gonna get it done it, it was just amazing to watch the Cardinals be good, you know. I just hope they can keep it up because they are in the toughest division by far. The NFC West, toughest division in the NFL. I mean, you got the 49ers, Cardinals, you know, they're in it. Um, the Rams, who just just picked up Matt Stafford. You, and you also got the Seahawks. And, I mean, they all could you know bar any injuries from the 49ers they could all very well make the playoffs if they weren't all in the same division and stuff like that so we'll see we'll see how that goes down that's going to be excited this year too but yeah jj watt chandler jones doing their things for the cardinals and you know showing that their defense is something to be messed with because oh my god I'm just, I'm just excited for the Cardinals, man. I'm just seeing. I can't wait to see what they do this year. You know, I hope they don't disappoint, but they could definitely make a run for the Super Bowl if they keep their heads low and do what they got to do. For Matt Stafford, uh, the Rams end up going against the Chicago Bears. I believe it was Sunday, and Matt Stafford showed out, and it was pretty good. He had three touchdowns for 300 yards. Um, He's just showing that the, the Lions was holding him back. I'm very happy that he's he was able to get traded somewhere else because the Lions were just wasting whatever career he has left. And, you know, he's showing that he still got a lot left in the tank. And I'm just excited to see where the Rams go because that was the missing piece they really needed, for real, for real. They have uh, a, 
decent offense. They can get stuff. They can put up points on the board, you know, with Cooper Cup and whoever they got. But the Rams defense, uh, especially against the Bears, terrorizing. I felt bad that <laughs> this is the first team that Chicago got to go against. But it's good to see, you know, the Rams doing what they got to do, getting warmed up. I liked how they used Jalen Ramsey and a different way this this year or this game. I can't even say this year. I like how they use Jalen Ramsey uh, more for the blitz. Like they put him up closer to the line instead of just having him play in a traditional cornerback spot. You know, he was a little far up, farther up. He was blitzing a, a tad bit more than what he usually do, and he produced very, very well. I think he had seven tackles, I believe so. And you know he's gonna lock down your favorite receiver, so you know you don't even gotta worry about all that. So it was pretty nice seeing the new defensive scheme from the Rams, just using Jalen as that blitzer. Sometimes I can't wait to see what this Rams team do because, like the Cardinals, that's also in their division. The Rams, they they know how to get to the Super Bowl. They know what they gotta do. They've been experienced. They have experience going to the Super Bowl. It's just a matter of. <clears throat> if they execute and beat the people that they're supposed to beat because the Rams are known for beating the people they need to beat but letting these teams that's not supposed to win win uh, I just I just hope the Rams do good this year uh, I want to see Matt Stafford have a successful <laughs> regular season I mean who wouldn't want to see Matt Stafford with a successful regular season this week this first week for football has been nothing short of amazing. And any sports league in this world, they will all want the type of week that the NFL had. And not only was it, you know, great quality for the fans, but along with the entertainment aspect, you know, it brought in a whole lot of revenue. A lot of people were tuned into it. So, you know, this is going to be an exciting, an exciting season for sure, to say the least. So I can't wait to see what, you know, what happens and, you know, what injuries happen. Because, you know, injuries are a part of the game and they change the whole season. But I can't wait to see how everything turns out. I'm hoping that my Green Bay Packers can, you know, make one last run before my boy Aaron Rodgers get up out of here. But the way that Jameis Winston had other plans, man, it might be a tough season, man. <laughs> Jameis Winston got that eye surgery and said, F it. Everybody getting smoked. Because a lot of people counted them, counted him out. Especially when he was on Tampa Bay. So it's nice seeing my boy get his reps because he, he's deserved them. He's deserved them. Um, especially after he got his LASIK eye surgery, you know, last, I believe, two years ago. He was second in the NFL in touchdowns, but he also threw the same amount of interceptions as he did touchdowns. So uh, I feel like with that eye surgery, he's going to get a whole lot better. And especially the system he's in. Oh, my goodness. Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. I heard they got rid of their uh, second string running back. I don't know why they would do that, but I heard he was pretty nice. So we'll see what the Saints got going on. You know, they... You know, the Saints are going to be the Saints. They're going to make some noise regardless. I'm just excited to see, you know, what's going to go down because a lot of people, a lot of these teams, they are looking certified. I cannot believe it. Who would have thought? Who would have thought we had this much quality and entertainment in the first week? 
Oh man, it's exciting. I got goosebumps just thinking about it. <laughs> but moving along, um, also over the weekend, we had some NBA news. We had the Hall of Fame happening. Some notable names who were um, inducted over the weekend were Chris Paul. What did he say? Chris Bosh, Paul Pierce, Chris Webber, Ben Wallace, Tony Kukoc. Who would have thought it took this long to get Tony Kukoc in the Hall of Fame? I didn't even know he was going to be in them. Uh, um, Bill Russell again, along with 10 others, um, making it the first largest Hall of Fame class ever, which is amazing. You know, they deserve a round of applause. Go ahead, go ahead. But like I said, um, 16 people in the, the class, along with those notable names, it's pretty amazing um, that this is the largest class. I couldn't believe Bill Russell got inducted twice. <laughs> one as a player, which is rightfully so, but one as a coach, Chris Bosh. They all did you know, their speeches. You know, Chris Bosh had an amazing, heartfelt Kobe moment or Kobe lesson in this speech. Uh, I feel like it was pretty heartwarming to hear another story of the late great Paul Pierce oh my goodness all I have to say is I'm so happy that Paul Pierce is living his best life because this man (laughs) ever since ever since he had that one Instagram live where he was with a whole bunch of strippers and had a blunt in his mouth some Adderall he was living his best life and he left ESPN And ever since, he has been living his best life, man. He's been, you know, living his truth, which is no pun intended because, you know, his nickname. But it's good to see that, you know, Paul Pierce is out here living his best life. I mean, he had with Ray Allen, you know, that childish beef with the Celtics against Ray Allen. You know, I'm happy to see that. It's bigger than basketball, and I'm happy to see all these people, you know, being enshrined. Um, Tony Kukoc and Chris Webber and Bill... Hold on. Bill Wallace. I mean, I said Bill Wallace. Ben Wallace and Chris Webber should have been in the Hall of Fame. I don't know what took them so long to, to be inducted, but they should have been in there. I'm sorry. I mean, Ben Wallace... Uh, member of the 04 Piston squad that won that chip. He was a defensive. <sighs> a nightmare for the offense is a uh, is, is an understatement. That man is so powerful. He he, Shaq couldn't bully him. Like imagine that the most dominant player in the NBA ever wasn't able to dominate you. That's amazing in itself. But along with, you know, that feat alone, he has his rank. He has his defensive player of the year, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. He's an NBA champion, a four-time defensive player of the year, four-time NBA All-Star, three-time NBA All-Second Team. This dude, he, he has the resume, to be honest. He has the resume. And to see him finally get that, the love and the flowers he deserved, bro, it's pretty amazing. I'm, I'm actually very happy that he's in here because it's long overdue. I believe he was eligible to be in the Hall of Fame since 2017, but I don't know why they just didn't they just didn't um, induct him. Ben Wallace definitely deserves this. I'm very happy to see him on this list. 
Tony Kukoc, um, he was a great, he was a great player on um, on the Bulls. He was definitely ahead of his time. I'm not saying he was cold like Luka. Do not get me wrong, but Tony Kukoc, you know the foreign forward who could ball handle, who could shoot and stuff like that. He was done. He was damn near a blueprint for the modern NBA. I feel like he was before his time, he would have easily thrived in his era. And it's good that, you know, someone I feel like that's not as well known about the Bulls team. I'm very happy to see that he's been uh, inducted also, you know, showing his love all from all them years ago. Seeing him finally be able to be inducted. He was a good help. He was a big help, you know, for that team, for that Bulls team, which is pretty good. Uh, Chris Webber, I'm, I was kind of surprised seeing his name. I didn't really know that he wasn't a part of the Hall of Fame already. But, you know, Chris Webber, five-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA team member, uh, Rookie of the Year, and he was like the number one draft pick. Uh, Chris Webber had a a pretty amazing run with the Kings in the early 2000s. I feel like, you know, even though he wasn't able to make it to the finals because of the Lakers, even though, you know, it's a lot of debate saying that the Kings got cheated out that that uh, semifinal round. It's good to see that he's getting his flowers also. I feel like he, he deserved it. They all put the work in. They all getting, you know, what they deserve. So, you know, round of applause for this year's draft team. So, keeping on with the NBA, um, like the NFL, I am genuinely surprised. I said surprised. I'm genuinely excited for this year in general for the NBA. I mean, I'm always excited for the NBA, but this year, this rookie class seems decent. It seems loaded. I mean, you got Jalen Suggs. You got Evan Mobley. Uh, who else? Cade Cunningham. Josh Green, Josh Christopher. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what they all do. Um, Cam Thomas, he's on the net. Oh, my goodness. The number one scorer in the country getting lessons on how to be better from KD, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. Sheesh. 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 That's a my career story. I'm sorry. (laughs) That man is living out my career as we speak, and nobody's batting an eye. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but, you know, seeing all this talent, you know, and some of these guys I've been watching since, you know, their high school days on Ball is Life. So it's very amazing seeing all these people, you know, from high school just grow up to the NBA. Like, it's, it's so surreal. I, I wonder how parents be feeling when they watch their kids grow up. <laughs> but... Um, I'm very excited to see, you know, what this rookie class has to offer. It's a whole lot of talent. I can't wait to see what Houston does with Josh Christopher. Uh, I said Josh Green earlier. I meant Jalen Green. Goodness gracious. Josh Christopher, Jalen Green, KPJ with um, Christian Wood. And who's the big they got? I forgot the big name, but they got some. They got this big also that was in the summer league. He looked very promising also. So I I can't wait to see what Houston does with this core. Um, There's rumors that they're going to trade away John Wall to the Clippers. But, you know, rumors are rumors. You can't take them too serious. But I just wondered what they're going to be doing with, you know, this core. I hope they don't do what the Cavs usually do or what the Magic usually do and just ruin it all 
I hope they take time to develop because this is an exciting team, you know, and who, who knows what they can do. But along with the Rockets, you got um, <clears throat> teams like the Cavs. See the Cavs? I'm on the fence about the Cavs. Um, the Cavs always have amazing young talent. It's just whether or not they can actually develop that talent and use it to their benefit. Like, they have Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton is damn near an all-star. Damn near. He puts up, he puts up all-star numbers, and he don't get talked about. And you know why that is? Because he's on the Cavs. Shots fired! <laughs> Shots fired! But they got Evan Mobley, so I, I, I wonder what they're going to do with those two um they got Darius Garland still um I just hope the Cavs can turn it around at some point without LeBron because this is getting this is getting ridiculous man it's getting ridiculous maybe LeGM needs to come back and fix some stuff when he's done with the Lakers um another team I was kind of well a couple teams I was kind of confused on especially on draft night were the Magic and um the other team the Raptors the Magic and the Raptors. I don't. I don't know why the Raptors didn't take Jalen Suggs. I feel like that was an obvious choice. But you know, maybe they see something in Scotty Barnes that a lot of people don't necessarily see. Uh, maybe they just wanted to be a defensive-minded team. I don't know, but I thought they could have used the the scoring ability, the natural scoring ability, at that from Jalen Suggs, who is better offensively than Scotty Barnes. But maybe. They see something on the defensive side that we just don't see. So we'll see what the Raptors doing. Uh, and speaking of Jalen Suggs, I was also confused on why the Magic took him because why did they keep on getting guards? <laughs> they got Gary Harris from the Nuggets. They got um, Markel Fultz. I don't even think they're going to do too much with Markel. I ain't tripping too much off of that. But they also got Cole Anthony, who's also a point guard. So what do they plan on doing with with all them guards? A majority of the point guards, I believe. I have no idea. I, I, they also got RJ Hampton, I believe, if I'm not correct. I mean, if I'm not mistaken. And so they they got too, way too many guards. I don't even know what they will do with that rotation in general. It's just a whole lot of nonsense going on over there in Orlando. I hope they could find a spark, maybe find some magic, make some stuff work, <laughs> because what the heck, what the heck are they doing, man? Uh, I, they had so much potential, you know, Mobamba seemed like a very decent piece, they could have developed him right, um, I don't even see them doing him any justice, if anything, I, I just don't know what they will do. We'll see what the magic gonna do, man. I, I just hope they got something up their sleeves that we don't. <laughs> but to wrap this all up, I don't want to get to rambling too hard or too much. Like I said, there's a lot of teams who have promise in the NFL, and the same could go with the NBA. There's a lot of a lot of power dynamics being shifted around especially during the offseason uh it's a little more unbalanced than it used to be but who cares <laughs> who cares bro 
We just want to be entertained. That's all. I just want to see a good, entertaining season. Have everybody do well. I'm, I'm not too focused on, you know, who has to win the championship. You know, whoever wins, wins, you know. But my prediction for one like, of my top five teams, I think, have the best chance of winning it. In no random order, no order. It's the Lakers with Brian, AD, Melo, Westbrook. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. I'm, I've been seeing the jokes on the internet. I've been seeing them, them retirement home jokes. <laughs> y'all, y'all think y'all funny. Y'all, that's all I got to say. Y'all think y'all funny. Y'all gonna doubt the GOAT, man. Y'all, y'all always do that. I, I'm not surprised at this point. But... They just watch out for the Lakers. That's all I gotta say. Never count Brian though, especially Brian and AD. Um, I don't know why y'all too concerned over how it's gonna work. We know it's gonna work with him and Westbrook. So yeah, that's that on that. Uh, up next, we got the Nets. You know, the Nets have battled injuries all season. I picked them to win it all last season because they have been going through injuries. But you know, injuries are also a part of the game. You can never really say you know that don't count because of injuries when injuries happen every single season <laughs> we haven't won a season without any injuries so <laughs> it'd be kind of pointless to to say they don't count and to factor that type of stuff in so you know bar any injuries the nets definitely have my vote again this year we running the back turbo Run that back turbo and besides all that people fail to realize <laughs> An injured Nets team, a, a Kyrie list, a James Harden list team from the No. I lied, I lied. I think James Harden was there for the end. I'm not too sure, but a Kyrie, a Kyrie Irving list Nets team was three inches away from beating the reigning champions. Katie Foot was too, a half size too long. Katie was a half size away from ending the Bucks championship season. Let that sink in. An injured Nets team almost beat the champions. But almost don't count, so it don't even matter. So, um, yeah, I got the Nets for sure, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to win it all, for real, for real. But this, like I said, my top five. Uh, next, I got the Nuggets. I've been on the Nuggets radar. Nuggets been on my radar for a uh, a decent amount of time they're very fun to watch i've been watching them since 2018 i believe back when they uh was it that's I, I believe that was the same season brian went to the um to the lakers or something like that like the season before that season before that I, they've been on my radar they've been a very very fun team to watch for a decent amount of time they, Jamal Murray always showed the star potential that he had. It was just he was just a little too inconsistent, you know, for the world to take notice. But you know, they have. I'm sorry, I, the net, the Nuggets are just so solid. They are way too solid all around. I mean, I feel like <laughs> the Nuggets are the only team with too much talent. Like they have. They have way too much talent to evenly spread the rotation and get a winning, you know, formula down for real. Because not only do they have uh, Jamal Murray, Will Will Barton, um, Nikolai Jokic as like in the starting five just in general, 
But besides that, they have MPJ, Bo Bo, Aaron Gordon, and all these other defensive wings. I felt like they should have brought back uh, Jeremy Grant because that was really a solid piece that I felt like they just let walk away, which is kind of goofy on their end. But even without Jeremy Grant, these people are way too solid. They way too deep. I'm sorry. They have so much talent. They just don't know how to use all of that talent, <laughs> which is so crazy to me. That is just very crazy. I've never thought I'll see it the day where a team has too much talent but we got the nuggets and then along the uh the last two we have the reigning champion bucks who have did solid on um retaining a majority of their team besides you know a key piece in pj tucker leaving i feel like they have you know even though they are going to miss pj tucker i feel like they still have you know the respect they have to have that respect of being a champion so you have to have the books that's top five whether you respect Giannis's game or not and then last but not least i have the phoenix suns making a return because the suns they kept everyone and i believe they added someone over, over the offseason i'm not too sure but the the Suns definitely are going to still be on my radar. I'm very happy to see Chris Paul just to be in the finals. I'm happy to see Devin Booker get his first playoff experience. <laughs> his first playoff debut was straight to the finals. That is amazing. And he showed up every single series. You know, not every single game. You know, he had his moments where he would just score up, you know, a measly 19 on somebody's head. Somebody don't. But with this playoff experience oh my goodness that Suns team is nothing to mess with that's all I gotta say <laughs> that's all I gotta say but only time will tell <laughs> to see if all these predictions play off right but you know that's another story for another day um, thank you guys for coming in and listening to me rant about sports <laughs> um, it's very nice having you guys come and sit down listen to me I'm your host Khalil Green and I'll see you all next week only on the almighty Sean